G'day. And today, ole, we're going to go to Spain. <laughs> I'm Trent. <laughs> and I'm Jason. And we're the Wind Up Podcast. We're unapologetically unprofessional and unfiltered. And our saying here is drink, drink more, more, try more, more learn more. So, Jason, thoughts of the week. Thoughts of the week. You know what it is right now? It's what? Amazon Prime time, Prime sale. Don't tell me there's wines on Prime. There, there probably is. I looked at them. They're, they're not that good. There is. There is that wines. <laughs> but it means let's get a bargain. Let's get a discount. Yep. And I've been thinking about the Coravin wine preservation system. You got one. Not yet. Two. I'm still very poor. I can't. Jeez. I can't afford it right now. Jeez. But but I'm like, what the hell is that? I thought I thought I'd have a look at what the what is that and explain it to all of our viewers here. It's a wine preservation system, and it does away with removing the cork. So you remove the cork, all the oxygen comes in. Yeah. Your wine spoils. Let's find a way to make it last longer. That's where Coravin comes in. What it is is it's a system where. You, you insert a needle into the cork, into the bottle. Yeah. Insert some gas, argon gas in yeah. there. And that acts as a protection between the wine and the oxygen. Because the worst thing for wine is oxygen, right? They hate each other. Hate each other. Yeah. With a vengeance. With, with a vengeance. <laughs> like, uh, like the uh, Avengers and... <laughs> like Optimus and Galvatron. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I was really struggling <laughs> to think of who it was. But the Argon is that protective shield and, and it replaces, uh, it kind of protects the wine from the oxygen. I wanted to find out a bit more. Bloody hell, they're expensive. That's why I was looking at Amazon. I haven't seen a good enough deal. Mm. The base Coravin wine preservation system goes for Aussie... About four hundred dollars, three plus. That's cheap for you, though, right? Really? No. <laughs> I can't even afford two dollar Redley chips right now, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> Go one level up. Yeah. The next one is a six plus, seven hundred dollars. You know what the difference is? What is it? It's got a shiny, glossy finish. Oh, that's worth S- it. Then, stuff right? that. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Go one more up. They've got a new one, 11 plus. What's the difference? It, uh, it's not a shiny finish. It must be something else. It's gold. It's connected to an app. <laughs> <laughs> so you can control the pour speed. It'll give you a notification about the capsule replacements that you need for your argon gas. Why do you need that though when you finish and there's no gas? You don't need that. Get rid of it. You don't need it. Right? So, so Coravin, it's a fantastic thing. I've been seeing the Soms. I've been seeing it in all the restaurants. Yeah. There's a price difference. There's different models. If it was me and I could afford $400, I'd be going for the 3 Plus. Just the basic standard one. I don't need an app. I don't need a shiny finish. Protect the wine. But anyway, look. Look, I, I think the Coravin's a good thing. Yeah. I am going to buy one. I know it's going to happen. You are going to buy I, one. I am because there's so much wine that we consume and it just feels wasted. I feel yeah. like I'm, we're forced to consume so much wine and based on our recording uh, frequency and so forth, there's like bottles and bottles to have. Erin Larkin gives it out to her postie. Yeah. We want to save it. So, I, I am going to get one. $400 is still a bit too pricey. Yeah. I'm going to wait till there's a discount there. But have a think about that. That's a good option for any of the community yeah. out there. If you want to know more, try Coravin. Awesome. What have you been thinking about? Uh, I've been thinking of something that's really in line with today's topic, which is visiting Spain. And in 2010, you and myself and also your brother as well visited a restaurant called El Cela de Can Roca. 
Um, that was number four in the world in terms of the San Pellegrino best restaurants list. Right. And we had a wonderful meal there. Yes. And afterwards, do you remember what happened? I don't remember what happened. I only remember, I think there was a tree that we ate from in that, in that restaurant. But what happened after that meal? Um, we visited the cellar, El Cellar, and they had music playing uh, for the wines um, that were aging. It had different music for the different types of wines as well. So that got me thinking about music and how it affects in terms of the aging of wine. Yep. And does it do anything? And I did a bit of research and the term they use for it is called sonic aging. So think about the vibrations of music and the ultrasounds that it creates and creates a vibration of the polyphenols, which is like the tannins Yep, uh, in the wine and kind of helps stimulate and agitate that to create an accelerated aging process. So um, there was a few studies were done, but nothing was overly conclusive in it. Um, to say that it actually does anything. But what is known is that a few of the winemakers actually use this. A Chilean winemaker, Aurelio Montes, used Gregorian chants, you know, what Gregorian mm, That kind of like humming yeah. kind of, yeah. Oh, yo, yo, like <laughs> and <laughs> then um, Chateau de Grace Dieu de Priers in Saint-Emilion um, has Russian orchestral music playing for them. So obviously people are doing it. Yeah. It's a thing, okay. El Sella was doing it as well. Whether it does anything, don't know. Yeah. Um, but also do know that there are some, to your point around Coravan, that there are some gadgets as well that kind of help with the sonic aging as well. And there's a one called a sonic decanter, which sells for about $200. Wow. And I would quote, unquote, it creates ultrasonic energy to stimulate the components in wine and modify the wine chemistry in such a way as to age them, thus improving the sensory characteristics of mouth, feel, taste, aroma, and color. The process is functionally similar to what Mother Nature does in traditional barrel and bottle, but in just 15 minutes of unintended operation, a chime signals that it's time to drink the wine. Wow, that's special. I did not think music could influence the taste of wine. Yeah. So, I don't know. There it goes. Sonic aging, music and wine. Does it do anything? I know music creates the atmosphere, might create the wine. Yeah. Feel better, taste better. But yeah. in terms of what it does um, chemically and physiologic, physiologically to the wine, whether it does anything, I'm not too sure. What song would you play to the wine that you want to make make good <laughs> i feel some old school r&b yeah like, which song is that <laughs> um i don't know baby face maybe baby face yeah god i don't even know his song yeah i'd probably put the the song that we used to uh work out Juicy? to no red the, oh, the no, transformers you, soundtrack you know what i would play ub40 red red wine Red, red, red wine. wine. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. That could work. That yeah. that could work. Juicy. Actually, when you say that, that could work. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about Transformer soundtrack. You got the touch. You got the touch. Yeah. You got the touch. Well, that's another da, thing. If da, music does da. do something, what type of music does yeah. it? Does it? Is it Gregorian chant or is it? Nah. UB40 Red Red Wine. No, no. It, it's got to be Transformers. <laughs> so interesting. I know. Thoughts that go through my mind. Crazy, aren't they? But 
What have you been drinking, Jace? What have I been drinking? I was uh, I was at a mate's house, invited us over for uh, for a barbie, and he had to do some some house chores. He had some old logs he needed to chop up and stuff. Yeah. And me and a, another mate were invited, and we went over. I'm very and we said, of you guys because chopping, chopping wood. He's chopping away, <laughs> and, and me and my mate were like, "Let's go have a drink." Yeah. <laughs> so we got a twenty twenty two Pinot Grigio from word of mouth, yeah. Orange, New South Wales. Yeah, lovely. And they were the first ones to plant Pinot Grigio in Orange. Wow! And so we had that. We were watching him chopping wood, and we're just having a good, good drink, and and it was delicious. It was uh, $35 from the cellar door. Uh, they've got 20 years experience planting these wines. Awesome. And I gave it an 8 out of 10. Great palate weight. It had a bit of lemongrass, bit of mandarin peel. And it was delicious. So when you want to watch your mates do some hard work while you're relaxing, have a Pinot Grigio from word of mouth. That's awesome. the, that's the Good recommendation. That's the tip. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay, on to today's episode. Today we're talking about... Rioja, but as you say, Rioja. Rioja, Rioja, my favorite. And the reason why I want to kind of visit Rioja is that there's still very good value for money wines there. It's not the Bordeaux. It's not the Brunello de Montalcino from Tuscany. It's not the Burgundies. But there's still a lot of damn good wines from Rioja. And we should explore it a lot more because there are a lot of good wines there. So just to give you an overview of um, Rioja in terms of its geography. So everyone knows where Spain is. Yep. southwest of france um warmer climate um in terms of la rioja doc a small a uh, as a as a wine region it's north of spain and it has the river ebro kind of running through it and it has the santa calabria mountains kind of ru- running across the top of it and it's broken down into three main areas or sub-regions one being rioja alavisa which is 650 meters, cool climate, gets oh. a bit more sunlight um, for the more fruit ripening. Rioja Alta, 650 meters again, cooler climate, less sunlight, longer ripening. And then they have the Rioja Oriental or the Rioja Baja era, which is a lower elevation, which provides more rounded and more fruity wine. So three main sub-regions of La Rioja area. And we're gonna start to look at two of the wines today. Um, we're going to focus on the reds, but there are also whites there as well. It's the white, which is a Euro grape. But for the reds, generally the grapes that they use there is around the Tempranillo, the Ganacha, uh, that provides the fruitiness, the Mazuelo, and the Graciano. Graciano, yeah. Because it's Spanish, right? Just like chorizo. <laughs> and Zaragoza. We had a lot of chorizo <laughs> over there, yeah. Yeah. So that's the main red grapes that go into um, the red Riocas. Um, in terms of how they classify the wines, it's not like Bordeaux, it's first growth, second growth, third growth, or the Grand Cru Premier Cru that do in Burgundy. Um, in there, it's based around um, aging of the wines. So four main tiers. One is the Generico, or it's previously known as Hoven, uh, which means zero um, aging to yeah, the wines. They're they fresh. Yep. Fresh. Accounts for about 40% of the production on La Rioja. Um, second one is Criantha, which is um, one year in the uh, barrel, one year in the bottle. Um, more full-bodied red and black fruits, toast and leather. Um, next one is Reserva, which is uh, one year in the barrel, two years in the bottle. 
that it's created on the um, from the best grapes on particular years that have good growing seasons, cigar box and dried fruits, a bit my age. And lastly, the Grand Reserva, okay, which is two years in the barrel and three years in the bottle. So on exceptional growing seasons, um, highest quality grapes, and it accounts for about 2% of the Rioja wines um, production. So um, Generico, generic, I'm guessing, is for, mm-hmm. uh, Criantha, Reserva, and then Grand Reserva. The one I hear about is Reserva all the time, but okay. Reserva, yeah. So... Um, got two wines for you today. One is a, I'll start with the younger one first. So the, uh, Marquez de Riscal, uh, Rioja, which is a reserva, 2019. So I got this from Dan Murphy's for, gee, I think about $40 or just under that. So Marquez de Riscal, we'll talk a bit more about that. And the other one I got is a bit more aged one. So a newer wine. And older wine. The other one is a 2006 San Vincente Rioja. Um, I think it's actually, it doesn't actually state what well type of wine is it. I think back in 2006, maybe the classification is slightly different. Right. But it did have a 20 months on oak on this one. So, so what's the grading on the 2019 again, sir? 2019 is Reserva. It's a Reserva. And- so one year in barrel, two years in bottle. And what's the deal with the gold mesh fish, fishnet stockings? That it's the style it? that it creates. You know, it's old style. But let's go through the two now. I'm thinking, do we try the older one first or the younger one first? Let's try the older one first. Let's try the old one first. So, so which the, one's that? That's the big. San Vincente. So this is from Rioja Alta area, 650 meters above sea level. Um, the difference in this one is this is 100% Tempranillo grapes, um, maceration on skin 16 days, um, age 20 months in new Bordeaux barrels, French oak, and then uh, American note for 10%. Um, and let's try this one. Yeah, that's interesting. While you were talking about it, I was just comparing the two on the eyes. And the 2006 is is got that kind of muddy aged. aged look around it, that kind of brownish tinge around it. Interestingly, it's a bit darker in, in my mind mm. from from the 2019. I don't know whether that's 100% Tempranillo. I don't often have that many Tempranillo grapes, but it's something, again, as part of this wine journey that we're doing. Trying more. Trying more. Drinking more. And Learn, learning nose. more. So on the nose is interesting. It it does have a, a bit of uh, clay leatherish, leatherish kind of uh, scent to it. What are you smelling in terms of the in terms of the wine? Definitely, mm. it's kind of more tertiary flavors coming yeah. through. Two thousand six. What's that? Fourteen, seventeen years on. Has those kind of tertiary, is it, got is it a, mushroomy flavors kind of coming through? I've got a bit of leather bit of on it, to be honest. Leather. So, yeah. But they're kind of like um, red red fruits as well. Yes. And and you, have you had a taste? I do have a taste. Wow, the power's still there. But it's smooth. Mm. It is very smooth. Like the alcohol, I'm trying to look at the 
I can still taste the alcohol on it, and it's uh, 14 and a half percent. For 2006, the alcohol is still around, oh, that finish, which is fantastic. That but finish on that one's spectacular. Yeah, I I think smooth is the right word for this. This is, you get the alcohol hit, but all throughout it, as, as it's going down, as it's got the finish, there's no kind of different ebbs and flows to it. That is smooth. And the tannins are actually quite soft. I, I, I don't get much from there. Yeah, it's soft. It's there. It still has a freshness of the fruit as well, but it's kind of red fruits. Um, That's delicious, yeah. Violets, cherries coming through. But it has those tertiary flavors. They're kind of um, leather cigar box. Mm. And that, again, the layers that kind of come through as well. And the finish on it, <laughs> I can see it. As you enjoy, the tannins are four uh, K. The tannins are four K. Yeah. That is a delicious wine. I'll go straight out there. I think that's a nine out of ten in my mind. I'm enjoying everything of that. Tertiary flavors, amazing smoothness on the tannins. The finish. It's probably been a, a minute since I've been talking, but. That's still there, but it's not harsh. It's not peppery. It's it's just enjoyable. It's wow. like a smooth operator, isn't it? Smooth up. Yeah, I was it about is, to sing. Right? Sorry. Yeah, it is right. That's a great. What, what do you give that out of corkscrews? I think wow. you're. I think you're right. Nine out of ten. It's it's just beautiful, beautiful. Where did you pick this up from? So you were there in Spain grabbing a bottle. Is that what happened? I think we. Saw this as a good producer, and we actually um, bought a couple of bottles, and then I kept in storage. And now, while over there, um, no, I think okay. while I was living there, um, bought a couple of bottles, kept in storage, and then brought it over. And now, starting to open up a few of these ones and just try how it is. So, haven't had this one before, but I would have done my research prior, and. Um, Happy to be opening this one with you and enjoying it oh, together. Oh, thank you, mate. That's delicious. Wow. Nine out of ten. Mm. Should we go into something a bit more recent? So from the old? Let's go for the younger generation, the TikTok generation. Okay. Marques de Riscal Reserva. Marques de Riscal was one of the, the earliest um, establishments within... Rioja, 1858, it was established. One of the biggest wineries of that area. Um, we did try one the other time, I think with cheese. wasn't Riscal, but it was Marques de Murrieta, mm. which is the other big one. But this is Marques de Riscal. Which is delicious. Um, it does have a spectacular um, location as well. Um, Frank Gehry, who did the Guggenheim, mm -hmm. also created like the hotel for where um, Marques de Riscal is. So all the kind of curves and silver and everything like that. It's a spectacular place. This from Rioja Alavisa, again, 650 meters, a um, bit more elevated, elegant um, type of Rioja. 2019, could we do, again, um, was it one year in barrel, one year in bottle? No, one year in barrel and two years in bottle. Is that right? Um, so let's try this one. Um, this did get a James Suckling, 92 points. It's a mix of Tempranillo and Graciano. Grapes, so not 100% Tempranillo, and 
Shall we try? What was the elevation of the last one? 650 meters, same as well. Okay, so same elevation. Yeah. Younger. Okay, fantastic. Looking forward to it. And we did say that the 2006 was just a bit browner, but other than that, it's got the, uh, yeah. the dark red berries, strawberry mm. cher cherries on it. And on the nose, what are we smelling here? I'm a visual person. I did kind of print out a little map as well to kind of show different reasons. So um, the first one we had was from Rioja Alta, the San Vincenti. The next one that we had from Rioja Alavisa at the top there. And then we have now, um, yeah, and then the Rioja Oriental area as well. So you can see that kind of um, span across the north of Spain. The scent is delicious. It's, yeah. it's, it's a mix of cherry and spice. But it's a fantastic balance. Yeah. I really enjoy that. And then if we give it a taste. More fruity, but more fruity in comparison. Ooh. More fruit forward, less tertiary. The, the 2006, but the tannins are delicious. That's when I went, ooh, because that kind of kicked in. There's a bit of earthiness, a bit of a bit of clay to it. Yeah. Wow, that is good for a 2019. <laughs> That's right. That is really delicious. Like the finish is, isn't as long as the other, but I am really, that was my first taste and that was delicious. How much did you get that for? I think he's got this for $38 or something like that from That's Dan Murphy's. That's a bargain. Wow. Wow, that is is really good. What are you tasting, Trent? I'm feeling the tannins on my tongue, um, which is a kind of the kind of dusty tannins, so very kind of fine, just kind of rolling over my tongue. Oh, the finish on that one as well is mm. that kind of cinnamon... Um, Slight hint of licorice, but the fruit, again, similar. Again, the kind of red fruit's kind of coming through as well. But it's well integrated. Nothing's kind of poking out. <laughs> You're liking this, right? Those tannins are amazing. Um, They're like, look at me, but, but again, quite soft. I am really liking this wine. $38, a 2019 versus a 2006 14.5% alcohol again, so same, same as the other. But both are beautiful. But do you want to go to corkscrews on this? Corkscrews, I'm between an 8 and a 9. <laughs> My first number was actually a 9. Because I, I think about this. I think about for the age and I think about for the dollar value and how much I'm loving this. I'm going to say 9. I'm going to say 9 out of 10. I think that was delicious. <laughs> what about you? It's close to it, but because I have to let that one have the edge because of the length and the finish on that one was spectacular. I have to give this one an eight. Both great scores, but that's, that's the quality that we're getting out of this. Wow, that was delicious. Thanks for sharing that. So, Rioja, thoughts on Rioja? Has it changed your mind? Uh, you, bought, you bought a Rioja the other day for another episode We've had another two here. We've had a few before. I think it's the wine that people aren't having enough of mm. is the way I see it. And and for that value, the last one, 2019, $38 from Dan's, very accessible. 
I give that a nine out of ten. I think people need to be having more. Well yeah. done. Thanks for introducing me to this. What's your thoughts? Uh, again, the reason why I did this around um, cost of living, value for money. So looking outside of the standard areas, um, you know, some places already have set the trend and overpriced. I know Rioja is still quite well known, but there's still so many good wines for good price. Even though it's important, it has a tax on it. Thirty-eight bucks for. A Rioja Reserva, great producer, great quality wine. Explore, um, go on that wine journey yourself and discover these wines. It's beautiful. There's so much more Rioja wines out there as well. Well done. And so that's probably us at the wind-up. I'm going to have me more Rioja. Yeah. Uh, because, damn, that's good. <laughs> but, but, but let us know in the community, what's your favorite Rioja? Put it in the comments below. We want to know. We want to try more. But as we say here, let's drink more, more try more, more, learn more. more. Thanks, everyone. See ya.